time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 142, Is Meditation Really Beneficial? I'd like to thank our community members for suggesting this topic. So today that will be the focus of our topic, whether meditation is really beneficial or not. And if you're like many, 2020 has you chronically stressed and completely out of balance. And it's been said that with the practice of meditation, you can gain a healthier mind by expanding your awareness around stress, developing focus, and even self-confidence, as well as fostering positive emotions. In today's episode, I'd like to discuss eight ways meditation can help with illness, six reasons to meditate, as well as do the benefits outweigh the effort. According to a national representative survey, general wellness is the number one reason people go to taking on meditation. And meditation can give you that sense of calm, tranquility, and overall balance and stability. And that in turn benefits your mind, your emotions, and your overall well-being. And these benefits don't end when your meditation session ends. You know, with a regular practice of meditation, research does show that the overall changes of stability and balance can help carry you on with more happiness throughout your day, and it may even help manage symptoms of certain medical conditions. If we turn to eight ways, you know, listed, of course, in the literature that meditation can help with illness, you know, I'd like to talk about the studies that have been conducted to look at how meditation may be helpful for a variety of conditions. Particularly, I'm talking about those with stress-triggered medical conditions. And you know, although meditation research needs to be more standardized, you've heard me say before, with the protocols, this way we have a systematic, precise way, there is still some evidence that suggests benefits. We get, we get a lot of benefits when we bring meditation into our life. Let's look at some of these. I have eight of them that I listed, and I'm sure there's more. The first I put there was easing stress. You know, that's a condition where we perceive a threat that disrupts our sleep, even promotes, dis, you know, depression and anxiety when we have stress, increases blood pressure, and contributes to fatigue and confused thinking. Studies have shown that meditation can change these perceptions that we have, so we feel less threatened by the outside world. And those that have taken some of the other courses with me, I always term that we start operating from the top down rather than the bottom up instead of we learn to respond rather than react. Another uh, classic problem that we have is anxiety. A regular meditation practice can help reduce anxiety and anxiety-related mental health issues like social anxiety, phobias, and obsessive compulsive behaviors, not to mention if we're doing a practice, we're going to be less time on the internet and less time on our tablets, phones, etc., and we'll be more times bringing our mind back home. The third I came up with was promotional, you know, promoting emotional health, I should say. 
you know, our emotions move us along in life. And it's important that we have positive emotions if we're going to thrive and feel well. Negative emotions have been shown to impact our health and well-being also. Because research shows that some forms of meditation can actually reduce negative thinking that leads to improved self-image, we get better relationships, and it results in more positivity. Not to mention healing faster, immune response, etc. So I would say emotional health is key. And when we want to improve our emotional health, meditation can help. The fourth I put down was increasing our self-awareness. Our awareness sensitivity is a reflection of how well we know ourselves. Meditation sharpens our self-awareness, and that's what we teach at our center, so that we can live in the present moment, which can be a perfect starting point for making positive changes in life. Enhancing our power of focus, that's the fifth I came up with. Focused awareness, the meditation that we teach, being able to focus our awareness, that's all we're doing, is like weightlifting for your attention span. It actually helps increase the strength and endurance of our attention and retentive power. And an added bonus for this is we're more able to focus on what we want to experience and being happy in life. Killingsworth and Gilbert did a study and they noted, it was in Science uh, Magazine, that many ancient meditation traditions suggest that a wandering mind is an unhappy mind. And that was published, I believe, in 2010. And I think the name of that paper was called A Wandering Mind is an Unhappy Mind. Something you might want to look up. Number six, meditation helps improve and give us restful sleep. Anyone who's had insomnia knows how debilitating it is. And meditation and relaxation techniques can help you catch your breath and gain control of that runaway thoughts that can interfere with sleep. And this can shorten the time it takes to fall asleep and actually increase sleep quality. It also, number seven, I say, helps control pain. We know that pain is not fun, and your perception of pain is connected to your state of mind, and it can be elevated in stressful conditions. Meditation can actually diminish the perception of pain in the brain as we learn techniques to relax in conjunction with the medical care that's needed. And the eighth was decreases blood pressure and supports a healthy heart. Blood pressure does decrease in individuals who meditate regularly, and that actually reduces strain on the heart and arteries, as well as, well as helping prevent heart disease. So the eight that I came up with, I'll just quickly uh, read them off before I continue. Easing stress, anxiety, promoting emotional health, helps increase our self-awareness, enhances the power of focus, improves restful sleep, helps control pain, and decreases blood pressure and supports a healthy heart. So we can say that meditation is beneficial. Now, the National Institutes of Health report that more than 15,000 studies have been shown to date, but 15,000 have shown the positive impact of meditation and mindfulness on emotional, mental, and physical health. You know, whether it's by reducing stress, improving sleep, increasing focus, the things I spoke about, improving relationships. Research shows that meditation and mindfulness can work, and they can work together. 
While the research on meditation and mindfulness is not really consistent, as I mentioned always, due to the methodology, we still can derive some benefits from it. And we know that stress does lead to illness and disease and that meditation definitely reduces stress. So that's what I want to say about the benefits in the sense of how it affects illness. Illness means we're not at ease. And research does say, we know science shows us that meditation can be helpful for many conditions, especially the brain. And I'll talk about the brain at another time. If you want to hear about that, just let me know. So what are the reasons why we want to meditate? Again, I'm focusing around today, the ben is it really beneficial? So I'm kind of giving you maybe more science than you want, but I wanted to at least have research backing and evidence-based backing of what I speak about. There was some research conducted in 2016 to really discover the health benefits of meditation and the understanding of the growth of the practice itself because now meditation is mainstream. It wasn't so mainstream when we started our trainings in 2005, but it's pretty mainstream now, or at least it's building. And there are some reasons. We have general wellness. We find that uh, people have promoted uh, meditation programs to promote general wellness, improving our energy, aiding memory or concentration, as well as improving anxiety, stress, as well as depression. 60%, you know, when they do these questionnaires and they study this, uh, everyone, you know, produces, I wouldn't say everyone, I should probably say the exact number in the study I'm talking about now uh, was done in scientific reports in 2016. And they actually said that 60% of the people questioned, you know, they did a survey, reported that meditation helped them significantly. So we can say, is it effective, isn't it? Some research does suggest that it may reduce the blood pressure I just spoke about, help with irritable bowel syndrome, anxiety, depression, insomnia, and pain, as well as even helping with uh, drug rehabilitation. So it is effective in some cases, and of course it's safe unless you're dealing with certain psychological issues that it wouldn't be as safe, but in that case, you're really not going to be practicing meditation to begin with. Well, do the benefits of meditation outweigh the effort that's involved? Because meditation does require an effort. It requires that you show up and you establish your seat and you learn some skills so that you could bring your mind inward. And I would say that the benefits of meditation do indeed outweigh the efforts because you gain a new perspective on stressful situations. It changes your perception. It teaches you to really build new skills to manage your stress. Helps you increase your own self-awareness, which is on the spiritual path of transformation. It's essential. It helps you focus on the present so you can enjoy, you know, even being with your family. I say even because we're all working all the time, but focusing on the work, the family, anything that you're with, with within that present moment. It reduces negative emotions. It even increases our creativity and increases our patience and tolerance. All of these we could find in the literature to back it up, but I always say, have the experience yourself. Find yourself a good teacher to teach you if you don't know already, and that's okay, I wouldn't be doing it off the internet. I would find someone that really has a handle on the skills of meditation from a lineage and a tradition, not something that's just been pieced together for a sales pitch. And I would learn the skills. There are a few out there 
not many, but there are a few authentic ones, and learn the skill and practice on your own. You can always join our community and learn from skilled practitioners, as well as myself, or you can go to others that do have the same skill set, a little bit different, because it'll be a different lineage, but it's all good. It's all good for your benefit and so that you could learn the skill. Knowing that meditation can help with the first line of defense and recovery is really helpful because meditation is already within you. You just have to know how to reclaim your mind, bring it into stillness. And that recovery is within you. That immune system, we learn to trust our own immunity. We become trustworthy in ourselves, not in an outside source. You don't need an outside source to give you those skills that are already there within once you are attuned to what those skills are. And as I always say, while you're learning or while you're getting ready to accept this into your life, stay well, and of course, always remain calm. There's no emergency here, but just bring yourself back to your breath. And we have plenty of podcasts where we have some samples for you, where you can just use them to practice and remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment. And if you'd like, you could visit meditationscience.org and take a look at our new learning center. And we'll be putting and posting and doing all sorts of good content there over the rest of this year, as well as next year and the years to follow. So keep in tune and keep in mind that that does exist as a resource center for you. And you could also find our focused awareness meditation course there. It's online and it's something that we taught to teachers as well as the Department of Defense. And I've taught it for over, oh, probably now uh, 15 to 18 years. So it's something that if you'd like to get started, but there's plenty of opportunity. You decide what's good for you. But as I always say, remain calm, consciously aware of living in the moment. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And if you'd like to be notified weekly for new podcasts, please subscribe. The Susan Taylor Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn, and also SusanTaylor.org, where you can click on the podcast to subscribe. So contact me at SusanTaylor.org if you have any questions, comments, or even feedback. Like today, the topic was based on feedback, so thank you for posting that. And again, thank you for listening. And anything you want to hear, remember, SusanTaylor.org is the place to post it. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.